Osi, we're continuing today in Meseches Peah, and we find ourselves in Perek Ches, Mishnai's Vav through Zion, chapter 8, Mishnai's 6 through 7. So Mishnah Vav says as follows, Mido zuamoro bakoanim balavim b'Yisraelim. So remember again, in the previous Mishnah, hey, we were speaking about when it comes to Maiser Ani, the minimum amounts of each type of produce that you have to distribute for Maiser Ani. See here the Mishnah says, here the Mishnah says that this amount is true no matter what the farmer is. In other words, whether the farmer is a Kohen, a Levi, Yisrael, doesn't make a difference. Whatever, whatever tribe, whatever tribal affiliation the farmer has, he still has to give these amounts. So here's an interesting case. Let's say you have a farmer who has relatives who are poor, and he wants to save some of the Maishani for his poor relatives, what does he do? He's allowed to go ahead and take keep half of his Maishar Ani for his poor relatives and disperse the rest of it for whichever Aniim show up. What happens if he only has a relatively small amount of Maishar Ani? So remember again, the, by Maishar Ani, what we've come to see is that there's a minimum amount that you have to give for every single poor person. So let's say again, not, he's not going to be able to give the minimum amount to each Ani who comes. If at the end of the day he puts away for his poor relatives, then what's the halacha? No sin In that case, again, halacha he ha- he puts. So again, he's still permitted to go ahead and take the parts for his for his family, and he just puts the meiser ani on the threshing floor, and ultimately, again, everyone takes whatever it is that they're able to take. Good. That's Mishnah above. Now we come to Mishnah Zayin. So, so again, I will say. So here's what's interesting is. Now the Mishnah transitions to a general discussion regarding the halachos of tzedakah. And again, how much tzedakah one has to go ahead and distribute to the poor of their particular city. Interesting case. If you have a poor person who travels from place to place, so he shows up in your city, what do you have to give him? You have to give him at least a loaf of bread that costs a pundion. At a time when four su'ah of wheat cost a sella. Okay, so the Mishnah is telling me over here that Allah I have to give him a loaf of a certain size. Now, the Bartanur says, what's the significance of a pundion, right? The loaf costs a pundion when you have a ratio of four su'ah to a sella. That's a loaf that's large enough to provide a person with enough food for two meals. So again, so a traveling pauper who's coming through the town, you have to give him enough food for two meals. Mishnah goes on. Lon, what happens if the pauper is not just passing through, but he stays overnight? No, parnosalino. So not only do you have to give him food, but you also have to go ahead and give him what he needs for that night. So you give him a place to stay, you give him a bed, give him a cover. So you have to go ahead and take care of his sleeping needs as well. Shabbos, if he stays in town over Shabbos, no lo mazon shalosh seudos. You go ahead and you give him enough food for shalosh for or for shalosh for three meals. Beautiful. So now, interestingly enough, the Mishnah, what's interesting. They used to go ahead and have different forms of tzedakah. So interestingly enough, that the tamchui was pretty much like a soup kitchen. You would show up there and they would give you food. If somebody has enough food for two meals, he's not eligible to go and take from the tamchui. The tamchui soup kitchen is only open for those who mamish don't even have enough food for two meals. So Mishnah goes on. Mazon So if you have enough food for fourteen meals, you're not permitted to take from the kupa. Now what's the kupa? The kupa literally again is the tzedakah box. So remember again the tzedakah. 
see, here's what's interesting. If you didn't have enough food for two meals, then you were really poor, you were eligible to show up at a tamcho, you had to soup kitchen, and go out and get two meals worth of food. If, however, you had more than that, so you can't not eligible from the tamchui. If you have more than 14 meals worth of food, then you're not permitted to take from the kupa. You can't get from the tzedakah box. Right, because if you have 14 meals, then by definition, again, that means you have enough food for the next week, right? Bartonura says two meals a day. And therefore, you can't take from the tzedakah box. Next, this is interesting. When they collect tzedakah, when they collect money for the kupa, for the tzedakah box, so ultimately, again, that's always collected with groups of two. Always cut it with groups of two. So the Bartanura says, So the idea is, again, without getting into the technicalities over here, technically, a community is able to levy tzedakah taxes upon its residents. And if the residents don't go out and pay their tax, you could seize collateral. Since there's the possibility to seize property in satisfaction of the tzedakah debt, therefore, again, the tzedakah is not collected with less than two people. And when tzedakah is dispersed, or, or dispensed, I should say, it's never dispensed with less than a group of three. In other words, you have three people administering the distribution of tzedakah. And again, the Baratunur says, because again, the dispensing of tzedakah is almost like monetary law. And when it comes to monetary law, we know the halacha is, monetary law cannot be adjudicated by, less, by a group less than three. Incredible. Always oh, just fascinating to see just how the tzedakah infrastructure used to exist in the time of the Mishnah. Truly beautiful. I will say we will stop over here for today. Emir Hashem, tomorrow, Friday, is our last shir on Meseches Peah. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Mishnah is Ches and Tess. Shkoyach, everyone. And a guten Erev Shabbos.